On today's podcast, we have Ashley Lindler with us. She owns a boutique called A Little Happy. Join me today as we celebrate Ashley. Um, I was actually on a radio show, like a live radio show on Saturday. My girlfriend started a um, segment in Columbia and it's called Small Business Saturday. And so I told my girls I was, I had been, um, I'd been keeping from them where we were going for spring break, mainly because we were trying to get to Paris, but that wasn't working out. And so the backup was Seaside. And so I was like, listen, if you listen to the radio show all the way through, then I'll tell you where we're going for spring break. You can call in and I'll tell you. Well, guess what they did? Mid show, they call in to Zima. I was like, there's a caller. And I was like, oh, great. And it was Bradley. And Bradley is like, hey, mom, where are we going for spring break? I'm like, oh, Bradley, I can't tell you right now. And so we hang up and she, I was like, ask a real question. She asked a real question and I answer it. And then Tazima says, we have another caller. And I was like, watch this be Anna Lou. Sure enough, it was Anna Lou. Where are we going for spring break? I'm like, you girls, y'all don't follow <laughs> instructions at all. You were supposed to listen all the way through and then call in. But Anyways, you know, they did listen to the um, radio show, which was good, <laughs> which was nice of them. So are you guys going to go to Seaside? Is that some yeah. Fun? yeah, they have never been to Seaside. You know, we live in South Carolina and the beach is like three hours away for us. I grew up going to a place called Garden City. And so my parents, they um, have always had a condo there. But I mean, it's like a two bedroom condo, which totally worked for my brother and me. But then once we had families, it just, you know, we outgrew that, obviously. And so um, my girls, I don't know where they saw Seaside, but they were like, oh, my gosh, I'm obsessed. The boys, they are so cute. <laughs> and so we, um, they've been asking to go. And so we're taking them for spring break. I've been twice, both on. I went once with Say at Southern Getaway the year before last. Oh, and yeah. then once with um when I was selling children's clothing we had a like a group go with Matilda Jane and so it's kind of like a business thing but already the girls have friends saying I'll give you money if you'll bring me back a sweatshirt you know those little wiener dog sweatshirts people are obsessed with them okay I'm totally gonna research it where are you guys staying <laughs> So something about me is I like to do things on a budget. And so, okay, I'll tell you a little story. Um, so our friend Bosong that you met at Say yes. I love. So Bosong and I are like the best of friends, but we are very yin and yang. You know, she's like super organized. I'm a disaster. She's put together. I'm like you know, falling apart at the seams. And so I, I do things last minute, like when I think about it type of things, she has like her, her whole 2023 is planned out. And so we were, she goes with me to Atlanta market and we were going to market and I was like, Oh crap, I haven't booked a hotel yet. And so I went on air, all the hotels were booked everyone like literally not a hotel within like walking distance or nearby um was available I don't even think my favorite place Claremont Hotel was available 
um, which is like not within walking distance at all. And so I booked an Airbnb. Yeah. Well, we get there and I mean, it was, it was sketch. It was super sketch. It's right there by the interstates and stuff. And, <laughs> and she is, you know, she's like, I'm afraid to park my car here, Ashley. I think it's going to get stolen. And I was like, it's fine, Bosong. It's fine. We're going to be okay. And so we get in there and she's just like clutching her pearls, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because it's an old building, like a condo that I think someone bought out and made into Airbnbs. And so she was like, Ashley, we cannot come in here after dark. And she, we slept in the same bed. There were like three doors come into our bedroom and she locked every single one of them. (laughs) She, she wouldn't sit on the sofa. All of that to say, I did an Airbnb for Seaside. Well, we laughed about all of that. And my dad, at the end of the day, he was like, Bosong, listen, we can't let Ashley book our trips anymore. You know, you and me, we'll, we'll get together. We'll be staying at the Ritz in Atlanta next time. Okay. And so I'm like, daddy, not on my dime. We're not staying at the Ritz. If you want it to be on your dime, that sounds good. So going to Seaside, I'm looking on Airbnb and um, I find a place and it's the original Seaside and it's the original architect that built Seaside. So, you know, it's like cottage type vibes (laughs) and stuff. It sleeps six, which is great because it's my parents and us my husband and me and the two girls. And so I'm showing my mom and dad and my mom's like, I, I, I don't think there's enough places to sleep there. I'm like, no mom, it, it's going to be fine. She was like, it, it says that there's no shower in that, that you have to shower outside. I'm like, it's going to be fine, mom. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be in big trouble when we get there and my dad's going to end up like going to get a hotel room somewhere and saying, forget this. This is Um, too much. This is too much like college. We can't do this. It's not a bad place. It's not. It's just, I told, I was like, listen, all we need is a front porch. Those girls are going to be off having a good time. I just need a porch where I can sit and like drink coffee and have a cocktail and we're good to go. And then we'll find, we'll, we'll shower somewhere. <laughs> so, In the ocean, in the pool. I'll follow up with you later and let you know how it all shakes out. Okay. So, that sounds good. I just sent my husband a link to Seaside, Florida saying, okay, look at this area. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like they have, um, especially Seaside right there, you know, it's the original set for the Truman show. And so they, well, basically Seaside was developed like maybe mid 1900s or something. And it was just a small community. All of that was like no man's land at one point in time. And so it was a small community that they created. And then the um, Truman Show came in there and made a set and everything, which is, I guess, what the amphitheater and I don't know, don't. I need to quit talking about this because I don't know exactly what <laughs> we need to talk about you anyways. Okay. All right. Sorry. Where do we start? <laughs> You're so funny. Well, I mean, we've already talked about where we're going to go on vacation. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. And speaking of vacations, 
I met you at the state Southern getaway last September. And that's how I know you is from that. And when I walked into the meet and greet, I think, was that the day you were wearing the sparkly dress? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My sparkles. Yeah. You had sparkles on. I remember walking in and seeing all the goodie bags and then making my way through getting a drink and then going outside with Jessica on the patio and then seeing a boss and going, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Um, she's so pretty. And I didn't pay attention to anybody else. I just go, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. <laughs> and I totally, <laughs> I completely met, I would, nothing else came out except, and I felt, and then I, all of a sudden I felt such guilt. Like, what am I going to say about everybody else? Everybody else just <laughs> really feels like crap going, I know, you what call am her I pretty, but what about me? And Thanks. then somebody saved the day and said, oh, what do you do? And you know, oh, you have a, a podcast. You need to meet Anna Louise. Oh, you need to meet, you know, this person and this person. And so it, I was saved. And it was probably you that saved me. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Some days I'm good at um, at conversation. And other days I look at everyone around me having like full on conversation. And then I'm a nod on a log. I'm like, where am I? What am I in like no man's land right now? <laughs> totally. Totally in no man's land. But yes, it was such a joy to meet you. And I, I know this has been a long time coming, getting you on the podcast, but I'm so glad to have you. I know. Thank you. I've been excited about this. And I mean, the title of your boutique, A Little Happy, I love that. Yeah. So people are always asking, why is it a little happy? Why is it not a lot happy? And so it's funny. It has um, not a whole lot to do with um, like happiness in general. My best friend, Nikki, she's from Mississippi. And so anytime she would bring me a little gift, she'd say, I have a little happy for you. And so when I was coming up with the concept of the store and trying to figure out what to name it, I was kind of like spitballing with some of my girlfriends. We were on text and I was like, what are we going to name this? And so everyone was throwing out ideas. And then my friend April, she said, well, anytime you give us a gift, you say you have a little happy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Because I started originally as a gift shop for like teens and tweens. And so the whole tagline is um, a place to shop for you and your bestie. And it just made complete sense and came full circle for it to be, you know, tied up with my best friend, Nikki. And she was such a big part of starting the business and like our little words together for gifts. And so it's just been like a a sweet circle of how it came about. But it's also turned into like people will walk into the shop and they're like, oh, my gosh, it literally makes me so happy. (laughs) And so it's just bright and colorful and fun. And like if I find something that makes me laugh then it comes into the shop. And so it's, it's become a place like girls from the university will come down and they'll say, Oh my gosh, it's like a a daily dose of serotonin, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. It is. It's so cute and it's colorful and everything is really fun. You have some cheeky things, you have, you know, some, some things that tote the line of, um, you know, things that just, everybody can just get into and find a place of something that they like. There's something out there for everybody. And I just enjoy 
the the content of it all. And of course, the colors I enjoy. But I'm so glad that you named the shop a little happy because I had never heard that before until I had met my my mother-in-law. And that's what she does with us is she'll, she likes to buy these like random things for all of us and she'll go, Oh, I, I brought you a little happy. And so I always had that sweetness with her and that association with a little happy with my mother-in-law. And when I found out about your boutique, it just made me smile so big. And to know that that's a thing that people do, other people do say it other than my mom, you know, a little happy. Well, I think what it is, is like, if you are thinking, you know how sometimes you have to buy a gift for someone because it's an occasion. Right. And oftentimes that seems like a struggle and it's almost like you're, I've got to get a birthday gift. What am I going to get? But then sometimes you're shopping and you see something and it reminds you of a friend and it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is perfect yeah. for her. And it's just something silly and it's $5 and you just know it's going to make them smile. That's mm. what a little happy is. Yes. Yes. It's a happen upon. It's something that when you see it, you think of somebody else and you're like, I have to get this. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. A little happy can be a set of note cards, a coaster, you know, a pair of earrings, a key ring, cups that have some kind of a cheeky saying, or if you find something for a sporting team and you're like, oh, my friend that goes to, you know, Bama or... I don't know, a and I don't know what schools you have, but you do have some uh, collegiate stuff there or no, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So that's during the football season, especially we're the Gamecocks. And so that's oh kind gosh. of a, worse than that. I mean, it already a, has a bad word in it. I know. And so I'm able to do some fun plays on that. What? Like right now. What is a Gamecock? Wait, wait, wait. What is a Gamecock? Why don't they just call it a rooster? <laughs> because. It's the fighting Gamecocks. Do you not know about cockfighting? I mean, it's illegal. Oh, I, girl. Yes, I do. And I'm not, I'm not endorsing <laughs> it. But can I a quick story about my association with cockfighting? Please do. Please do. <laughs> okay. I, I live in Denton, Texas, and there's a community, a little neighborhood close to ours. That's a very established neighborhood that my husband and I want to move to. And they have oversized lots and the houses are... Um, McMansions, I guess you would say they were, they're, they're not all built at the same time. They were built over time and there was an estate sale in one. And I remember looking at it and there was so much related stuff to chickens and roosters and just that kind of agricultural thing. And it was bizarro. There was a lot of collector's things there. I, I just remember it was, it was kind of weird. It was very over the top. There was lots of books and materials and cages and just weird items that I had never been exposed to. And I thought, what, what? person died that had all this stuff? <laughs> and then I kind of filed it away in the back of my head, didn't think twice about it. And then a little bit later, there was a house for sale in the neighborhood that we wanted. And I told my husband, it has a pool. It's a one story. We could die here. And there's land. There's seven acres. There's like a barn out there. So we got our realtor. We went out there and we just had like this creepy feeling. We just had this creepy feeling and things kind of looked familiar to me. And I looked at my husband. I said, oh my gosh, do you remember those roosters out there on the arbor? What we drove under? I said, those aren't roosters, honey. Those aren't chickens. Those are cocks. This was a cock fighting farm. 
Oh so my gosh. I had this illegal cockfighting ring and there was a huge barn. There was, and it was wooden cages. They weren't wire cages. They were wooden cage. It was so creepy and it made me so sick to my stomach. And I just, I just prayed for all those birds that probably perished and thought, how was this person that was well known in the community have all this stuff? And you know, it wasn't quiet. You know, it could have been quiet out there. It doesn't no. matter. Still in a, a neighborhood in a city, even if seven it was on acres seven, is not really not, that much. It doesn't seem like seven acres is enough land to hide a cock ring. <laughs> no, I mean, it was it, it was terrible. Anyways, needless to say, Marcus said we are not moving here. This is too spooky. <laughs> so that's um, the University of South Carolina's mascot, the fighting cock. And so it's, um, it's a lot of fun to play off of that. So one of my best sellers right now is a little glass coaster and it says nice cock and it has, a, <laughs> <laughs> and it has like a, a cock on it. Not a, not a cock, a game cock, a, a, a rooster. I mean, I like calling it a rooster. Yes. So, but you know, the spur, that's our, that's our, um, lethal weapon is the spur so you better watch out for those spurs oh and so, we've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of mascots i mean gamecocks yeah that's crazy but i went to a school in south carolina it was a small liberal arts school called the um presbyterian college and our mascot was the fighting blue hose wait what a blue hoe blue hose hose so you can go many different uh directions in that but it was back in the day similar it was um we were we were scottish and so it was like the blue tights stockings okay but then i think they also were equating it to like the white socks and the red socks and stuff like that and so we were the blue hose my favorite I graduated in 2000 and that was during the year of the census and in order for them like they were trying to get us all to be a part of the census and if we did we got a free t-shirt and I wish I still had it it was my favorite t-shirt in life and it said how many hose does Clinton have I mean, <laughs> you can't get more clever than that. I don't oh, know if they meant it the way I took it, but I loved it. Oh, my goodness. You may have to recreate that. I mean, how many? I'm, I went from hose to cocks. It just, you may have to edit this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, people have a sense of humor. You haven't said any bad words. And, you know, and, and Christians do have a sense of humor. <laughs> way more so than I've ever known before. The older I get, you know, when I was younger, I was so aware of what was quote, quote, good and what was bad, what the the biblical laws stated and what was expected out of us. And I grew up in a private Christian school and really just tried to do the right thing. It was almost like a Mary Ingalls where you wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. And so I, I did that. But as I've gotten older, I've realized we're, we're just human and we don't have to be perfect and we can just live. And you know what? Christians have a sense of humor. 
know. And they can also, say they can say colorful and cheeky things too. They're not going to hell. So say whatever you, you know, want. Keep the it number out. one commandment is to love others, have yes. no other gods above God, above Him, and <laughs> to love others as Christ loves us. And so, if you want to say a little colorful language every now and again, I think that the Lord's okay with that. I think that if, if you are loving others through colorful language, then I think he's not going to get so mad at us. I think, I think he's wound up about a lot of other things. Not, not sure. necessarily as laughing about uh, the Presbyterian school's blue hose. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> he's like, why are y'all wasting time talking about the blue hose? I still think it's so funny though. No, for sure. So yeah. I do have a lot of game day stuff, especially like when we get into August, when people are coming into town for home games. I mean, I, I sell out of those like game day buttons. People eat those up. They're so good. And those can be really fun and clever. And then just like game day hats, anything that you can wear to the game, um, people love. And so, and tailgating stuff too. That's a big thing. Well, how did you get season. started with the shop? You live in um, South Carolina, right? Yes, I'm in Columbia. So basically, I for the longest time, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had three children in three years, 04, 05, 06. And oh so God. I was pushing a double stroller and had one baby in a Bjorn. <laughs> and, and I would do things like work at the church, teach preschool, stuff like that. And then I started selling children's clothing. I'd started that in 2011 and it was a brand called Matilda Jane clothing. And we were, we were called trunk keepers. We would go into people's homes and set up our rack and people would order. And it was just every month we had new releases. And so that was kind of my, my job that I had as a stay-at-home mom, which it was supposed to be just like a part-time thing. It became a lot more than that. It yes, it became like I, I grew a team and you know how direct sales are. I grew a team mm-hmm. and all of that. And all of a sudden it became something. It I always said, this doesn't feel like work. This is just a lot of fun. I'm just going and hanging out with people. I'm yeah. not, I don't feel like I'm selling to people. I'm just, I called myself a, a helper. Yes. I'm not trying to sell you anything, but if you want these clothes, I can get them for you. And it was also during a time, I don't know if y'all had Matilda Jane there. Oh, yes, girl. It was, are we friends on Facebook? You'll see y'all Sailor Kate and all sorts of Matilda Jane. Well, then you'll remember it was like crack. It was, was, yeah, it was a good transition because I dressed her in classic children's clothes, all the smocked, beautiful things. I designed that stuff and had my own children's clothing line. And then once she was about six, it, I could not, she would not, she did not want to wear it at all. And so I had to find something else that was fun and that I could get into. And I thought Matilda Jane is great. At first I thought it was super tacky. And then I understood it. I thought all these colors and patterns playing together will be really fun for a child developing and they can grow with them. So it wasn't a pair of leggings could only be leggings then they could be capris yeah yeah it was such a traditional style it was super cute I loved it because I could put a bunch of pretty clothes in my girl's closet and they dress themselves 
And so it all just kind of worked together. And some days they looked like a hot mess. And then other days they looked put together and they were Montessori kids. And so I was very much the mom that was like, okay, you can do it yourself. Like you can dress yourself. You can make yourself lunch. You can, they started washing their own clothes at probably way too early of an age. But like I, if, I felt as though they were capable of doing something, then I allowed them to just do it. Well, you um, needed to. You you didn't have a choice. There's no way that you were going to have trip. I mean, you basically had triplets. That's probably a lot of what it was, too. It was like survival for me trying to Mm -hmm. figure out how to raise these children but not lose my mind at the same time. And so, but I mean, they did. Did you lose your mind or did the Montessori school help? Uh, well, no, the Montessori school was fantastic. I did lose my mind at times. Um, and then one time when I was really losing my mind, it ended up, I went to the doctor and had a thyroid issue. I was like, well, praise God that it wasn't that I was just having a mental breakdown. Like there's really something wrong with me. Yeah. So if you ever feel like some you're losing your mind, go get your thyroid checked. It'll wreak havoc on your brain and your body. Um, I feel like I need to do that. It it affects so much. But not but anyways, because my mind, but just because of other reasons. But yeah. Um, but you, so you had three babies and you were going through all the Matilda Jane stuff. Yeah. And so, um, and I did, like, I did really well at that. It was, it was a good time of my life where I was able to create a lot of relationships, um, not just through my customers who my customers became my friends because we would literally see each other like every month. Because like I said, these, this clothing, you could only get it through a trunk keeper. And when it was like that, people would come, like they would line up at my house on release day and come in (laughs) and order clothes. And there were sellouts and people would lose their mind over the clothes selling out. I mean, there were days I was crying because I'm, entering orders and I'm losing stuff out of carts. It, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my girls were a big part of my business. They were my little models. They actually did um, a tween national ad for Matilda Jane. That was really, really cool. And I then they would saw them. What's that? I probably saw them in the ad. That's yeah. so cute. It was when they first came out with the tween line and yes. girls got to go to Fort Wayne for a photo shoot. And then they also went to Savannah for like a lifestyle photo shoot. And so they still tell their friends today. They're like, yes, we're models. (laughs) But they would go to my shows with me. They were just kind of my tag alongs. And then of course they grew up because I started this when they were in elementary, well, preschool actually. And then they got to middle school and that's when it became leggings and oversized t-shirts and mm-hmm. they were done with Matilda Jane. And even, I mean, Anna Lou, she humored me for a little while and allowed me to like dress her up and take pictures and stuff. I was like, I'll pay you. Okay. Anna Lou. And that's your favorite one. Right? You let me dress you <laughs> like <laughs> So, but then they were done. And so Fast forward a little bit and Ori, who is uh, the oldest, that's my son, he wanted to study abroad. And so I thought it was a fantastic idea. I was the one who like really promoted it with 
our family, my, my parents were like, Ashley, this is a terrible idea. You can't send your 15 year old across the world. What are you thinking? I had to really talk my husband into it. Like, this is a great opportunity for him. He's going to be fine. And so he did it. And we got an exchange student from the Canary Islands. And so, and I was like, this is fantastic. This is great. He's going to be successful. You know, it's only a year. It's going to be fine. And then the next thing you know, I am not getting out of bed. I'm not getting dressed. I'm like basically getting out of bed to take the girls to school and then crawling back in bed. I don't care about my work, which I once loved, right? It didn't even feel like work. It was just me like hanging out with friends, selling clothes, having the time of my life. And I didn't care anymore. I didn't, it's like, I didn't care about anything. Mm. And so I went to the, um, I went for an annual checkup and the doctor was like, well, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, my typical answer. I'm great. Everything's great. Everything's fantastic. And I said, you know, Ori just went away. He's studying in Denmark. And then I just start bawling, crying. And she's like, you're not okay, Ashley. And I was, I said, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I just miss him. That's all. And I was like, and and I'm thinking about quitting my job. I just don't love it anymore. And then I start crying again. She's like, Ashley, you are not okay. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm fine. She's like, Ashley, you're depressed. And it was like, all of a sudden it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, I'm, I'm depressed. That's why I'm not getting out of bed. That's why I'm not getting dressed. That's why I care about nothing. And I can't even think about the next day. Mm. And it was just so weird because I don't get depressed. Like that's not, that's not my MO. And I, it was so foreign to me that I didn't even realize what was happening. I thought I was just a little bit sad, you know, and a little bit confused on what I was doing and where I was going and stuff. So she put me on some Zoloft and I took a minute to just kind of sit in my sadness and in my confusion of what my life was looking like because my life was fine, but it wasn't, it didn't give me joy anymore. And so, and I love to work. Like I love to work. I, I enjoy being a mom and, but I'm a terrible housewife. And so being a stay at home mom where like I'm taking care of the home and stuff. And that's my main gig. I, I was terrible at that. And so I, um, I love going out and doing and creating and making relationships. And so all of a sudden I'm, um, I'm trying to figure out what's next. And if I'm quitting my job, I knew I wasn't just going to sit at home and be a school volunteer. And I mean, I do all of those things, right? I volunteer at school. I volunteer at church. I I'm a mom, I'm a wife, but I needed something more. Um, so I started trying to figure out like what that was going to look like. And I went back to what I enjoyed most about Matilda Jane. And it was number one, working with my girls and them being a part of everything. And number two, just the relationships that I was creating along the way. And so that's when I decided I looked around Columbia and it's like, what are we missing? Where can I 
fill in like a piece here. And basically we didn't have a place for young girls to shop after they left the toy store. And so I wanted to be that interim place. Um, I wanted to be the teen tween shopping place. And so that's, that's where a little happy came from. And at first I thought it was going to be teen tween and maybe I'd do some clothing for teens and tweens uh, because that's what I had been doing for the past nine years, dressing little girls who had grown up to phase out of Matilda Jane. But I decided to go into a whole different direction. And so that was January 2019 that I basically said, I'm doing this. I went to my last Matilda Jane conference and I told my girlfriends, I was like, okay, this is my last season. I'm going to start a business. This is what I'm going to do. I've got to figure this out. So I went home. I got an LLC. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. So I just went online. I was like, how to start a business. And so I went and got an LLC online and then I got my tax ID number and I registered at Atlanta, um, gift mart. And I basically was terrified that I was going to show up and they'd say, you're an imposter and you don't belong here and go back home because I'd never been to Atlanta market. I didn't know what to expect. And so sure enough, they let me in and, um, they took my orders and I started a little happy and, um, it was kind of neat because <clears throat> I already turned 16 on March 6th. Like I said, he was in Denmark. And so it was his sweet 16th birthday and he wasn't with us and it was sad. And, you know, it was, it was one of those like milestone moments that we weren't able to be together. And so I decided we were trying to figure out the grand opening of our business. And so I was like, well, let's do it March the 6th. And so it was like the new baby um, since my, my big baby couldn't be with me. And I was, I started out not with my own storefront. I was actually, in a collective and there were like five of us in there and um we had our grand opening we all like you know had our friends come and see the revamping of the store and the new businesses inside of it and everything was fantastic and then guess what happened COVID. Oh, COVID. I was going to say, was there a flood? <laughs> no, no. That's another issue in Columbia, South Carolina. But anyways, so no, COVID came. And so all of a sudden it was like a major shutdown. I think it was like March the 16th when it was everything shut down. And so here I am with a new business and I, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, we can't have customers into the store. And also we're all trying to figure out what this looks like. How far is the shutdown? How am I going to promote business to people when we're in the middle of a pandemic? And mm -hmm. so, cause it felt strange, right? Like, okay, there's this pandemic. We're all like quarantined to our house. And then like actual people were dying. Right. And you couldn't, I couldn't be like, buy stuff from a little happy. And so it was just a pause moment. And of course, we're all kind of reeling too, 
my son's in Denmark during a pandemic. We're trying to figure out what to do with him. Is he coming home? Is he, um, is he staying there? Is this going to be, I mean, looking back on it now, you know, it's all crazy, but we didn't know, is this going to be one week, two weeks, a month? I mean, none of us expected it to turn into what it did. Right. Right. But it's, so that was a weird moment. That was like a huge hiccup in the middle of starting a new business and being excited and everything. But after March comes Easter and Easter, people are obviously still wanting Easter baskets. And so I took that opportunity to people weren't going out shopping And there was all of a sudden, I don't know if your community was like this, there was a big push to support local because we were seeing restaurants who were closed and, you know, people were out of, they weren't getting paid because they couldn't work. And so all of a sudden, everyone's like doing takeout orders, tipping huge amounts trying to help out people who are working and then they start looking at local businesses and they're like we want these local businesses to survive yeah Lowe's is open so Lowe's and Home Depot everyone was doing home improvement projects and then Target and Walmart were open but no one else was and so there was this whole like phenomenon of local businesses doing um local pickups. You couldn't come into the store and shop, but you could do like Instagram sales or online sales and you could come in and pick up or you could, I did a ton of porch drop-offs because what else was I going to do? I was bored in life. And so Mm -hmm. people would buy little things and I'd wrap it up and put it on their front porch. I drove all around this community doing little $15 porch drop-offs. I was so happy for it because it gave me something to do and people were supporting the business. But then Easter rolled around and I found this incredible product called sun jellies. And you may have heard of it. It was new to me at that time, but it was like retro. You know, do you remember the jelly shoes we used to wear? Yes, absolutely. So it was like the jelly shoes, but they were these little bags. And so... (laughs) I started, they were in the UK. I can't even remember where I found them. It may have been an Instagram poppies for grace or something like that. I found it there. I called them up or emailed them. I had them shipped from the UK and people started buying those like hotcakes and then we'd fill them up. And those were people's Easter baskets. And that was truly the start of my business was Easter during the pandemic. It was like, a crazy time, but it was, I was delivering these little Easter baskets, hiding them in bushes because everyone is home. And so I'm like, okay, I'm putting it in your front bush. Um, it's the pink one. (laughs) Like make sure your daughter (laughs) doesn't see it. And it was just, it was the craziest, but you know, fun time. We, we figured it out. And then it, um, it's funny how things happen. Actually, I call them God winks. I think that mm-hmm. the Lord puts things in front of you and either you grab hold of it or you don't. Yeah. And, um, for me, I think because I don't plan out life, right. I'm just right. kind of like going with the flow when things come at me, we, I hit it and that it's bad, but it also allows me the opportunity 
to like really be in the moment when something comes my way. Right. And so I, um, I was talking to a friend one day and I was like, you know, you used to have interns. She made clothing and she had interns with her business. I was like, how do you, I don't know how to get interns. How, how did that happen? And so she gave me someone's information and I was like, perfect. So I emailed this guy like a month and a half later. It just clicked in my head. I was like, I forgot to even reach out to this guy. He was at the university. And so I emailed him. I was like, I would love um, to get hooked up with some kids in retail. These are the areas that I could use some help. And I listed out like eight things because it, I needed help in every area. Uh, social media, like yeah. displays, merchandising, website, point of sale. I, I didn't know, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just running a square and taking Venmo. Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> I had no business plan. And so I emailed this guy and asking about interns and he immediately emails me back and he was like, you know, I'm no longer in charge of interns, but I do have this entrepreneurship class in the retail department. And I, how would you feel about being their project for the next semester? And I was like, that sounds fantastic. You're like, and, sign up. <laughs> and so I ended up getting in front of this group at the university. And that was where things like really took off. Because I was able to kind of link into them. I wasn't a sorority girl in college. And these girls were all sorority. I was like, huh, that's a great idea. I need to get into sorority. And they're like, yeah, you absolutely do. And a hundred percent you do. And we didn't have a sorority store in Columbia. Like <gasps> once upon a time we did, but then it was gone. And so I became the sorority store. And fine. <laughs> And these girls, like, they kept, they're like, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And I'm like, why are you such a freaking genius? This is amazing. <laughs> and so from there, like, we did the little project. They helped me, like, they got me set up on Shopify point of sale because I didn't do inventory or anything. I just had stuff with the sticker and I would run a square. I had no idea what inventory I had, what inventory I didn't. And so they helped me in so many ways that I could have never done on my own. It would, it just, my brain wasn't firing in those directions. And so from there, one of the girls said, Hey, I need to do an internship. Do you have interns? I was like, um, no, I but I would love for you to be an intern. And so she came on board with me that following January and then um, I had two more interns, which turned into a whole other thing. Now I have an, a whole internship program. And having these college girls in the store, I mean, they have the pulse on what everyone wants. And so it's just a huge, like I buy things that I like, obviously, that I think is funny, that I think is cute. But then these college girls, they really help me know like what is on trend and what the girls are really going to spend money on. And it's, sometimes it's fun to look at your Instagram and see all the products. It's so cute. There's so many cute things. Well, thanks. And the girls, I mean, they do the social media every once in a while. I'll pop on there with social media and I'm like a 43 year old doing Instagram, you know, blah, 
whatever. But they're so cute with the TikToks and stuff. I did figure out how to do TikTok. And I'm so proud of myself because the first time I tried to do that, it was just, I'm holding it in my hand and I just threw the phone down. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, so I'm really thankful for all that they do. But going back, eventually what happened in um, 2021, was it 20? No, it was 2020. It was the end of 2020. Uh, Song and I were having we would go for coffee and we were having coffee from drip down the street, um, in five points. And we saw a sign that said for lease. And I was like, I wonder if I could open a storefront here. I wonder if five points is the place for me. And so I called the landlord and this is another one of those God winks, because like I said, I didn't have a business plan. I'm just kind of doing things as I go. And so I call up this guy and he was like, well, let's meet, let's talk. And so he was like, the space is not going to be available for a while, but if you want it, it's yours. I mean, I had to do the whole interview. I had to meet the people on the street, make sure my business was a good fit for everyone. And so um, the space was going to be mine. Well, I was supposed to be in there in 2021, summer of 2021. And that didn't happen. And that was no big deal because I still had a place to sell. Right. I was in the collective. And so then, um, I was like, as long as I'm in there by Christmas, well, Christmas rolled around or it was November. And he said, Ashley, we're not going to have you in here in time. It's like, okay. And then it was just one of those days you know, where like your emotions are just sitting right there. Yes. And and so all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm not going to be in by Christmas. And I just start like bawling, crying and not like, uh, you know, making loud noises, but just crying, which I don't cry a whole lot. Like I said, I don't get depressed. I'm just happy go lucky, whatever. And he's like, Ashley, it's going to be okay. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I can make money another day. I've got a place to sell. He's like, no, we're going to figure this out. And so he had some open space on the same street. um, And he was like, we're going to put you in here temporarily. And so that's when that was another time when things really started clicking was when I opened the actual storefront, even though temporarily it's not the, like the forever place, but I was able to like establish myself in five points, which is the college hangout. That's where everyone goes. They go for lunch. They come across the street and come shopping. And I mean, it's just, it's become a thing. And so I'm just so thankful. I'm still not in my permanent location. It's supposed to be happening this year. (laughs) It's been a long drawn out process. And I mean, we are going to throw a huge grand opening party when it happens. But in the meantime, I've been able to slowly but surely grow and figure out my market and figure out, you know, my customer base and just get established, which has been like, even though it's slow and steady, it's been amazing. Well, let's talk about some of the products that you guys have that, you know, because this is, I want to clarify, this is not flares. This is not cheap crap you're selling. This is cute, kitschy, neat. Finds and it's colorful and it's fun and there's 
something out there for everybody. There's cheeky or there's wholesome. There's not just, there's not tacky, tacky. There's a little cheeky. I like to say that it's cheeky. Yeah. So let's see. One of the, probably the best seller in the store are these um, coasters and napkins. They're, and they have funny sayings on them. And people come in and they just stand there at the spinner and they laugh and laugh and laugh. I've kind of, I guess the way we could say it, I have the store divided into two parts. On one side, it goes back to my original design, which is like the teens and the tweens, right? And so there are fun games and toys. Not, it's not like super toys, but you know, like, little neatos and squishables and stuff like that. Things that even middle schoolers and high schoolers like to buy. And then I have like fun stationery, paint by numbers. Um, I have keychains, magnets, people buy magnets all day long. I think I could pay my rent in sticker uh, sales. People love a funny sticker and cards. <laughs> I get, I get funny cards, things, especially pop culture people. That's one of the things that I was talking about. Like you see something, you're like, oh yes, this is, this is for my friend fake. She loves gangster rap. Right. And so like, it's a Tupac (laughs) card that says, you know, California IA, it's your birthday or something. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I do love gangster rap, (laughs) but I mean, it's, so there's that, um, I have a ton of Dolly because everyone loves our, our queen. Um, Um, That sweatshirt. I looked for that sweatshirt online, but you don't have it. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) But like Dolly, Taylor, and Harry, those are, those are our three big pop icons right now. Um, Schitt's Creek had a moment. And so um, we still have a ton of Schitt's Creek lovers, but it's not in its era right now. And so, but then, you know, on one side we have, on the other side, that's more the college um, elevated side. We have things for like bar carts and we have fun drinking games and conversation games and uh, coasters. One of our favorite brands is Tart by Taylor and they do acrylic coasters that have like Vuv. Vuv is uh, huge. It's been huge for like two years now. So anything with like the rosé or the orange, people love that in the trays and the coasters. Um, And then another big thing that we do are birthdays. Like people love the happy birthday earrings and like happy birthday crowns, anything that's kind of over the top because these college kids, like they all go out for their birthday, obviously in five points. And so they'll do like the crown and get all gussied up, you know, for their 21st and stuff. And even, I mean, all ages, but really these college kids like to get dressed up for that. Um, We did that when we were in our twenties, we would take to celebrate every, every girl got a whole week to celebrate, you know, you got to choose where you're going to go to brunch, where you're going to go to lunch, where you're going to go out for cocktails on Friday night, what the official night of the party is. And so you get like a full week to celebrate it. Everybody. Yeah. And so, and then we have jewelry and um, we have a few favorite lines there. It's 
typically nothing over $40. Um, I mean, a few things, but typically that's about it. My favorite new thing that I've gotten into the store are these Asseline travel books. You know, the ones I'm talking about, like Capri, Miami Beach, Palm Beach. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah, they are. So, and I mean, the college girls, they love, I love it too, but especially the college girls, they get their first apartment and they just want it to look so cute. And so really getting into like dorm and apartment decor has been a thing as well. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You could. Yeah. Because that's huge now. Everybody's decorating their dorm rooms and making them so elevated. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley is um, going between old men. Bradley is my 17 year old, almost 18. And she's going between LSU and Ole Miss. And Ole Miss has an entire Facebook page dedicated to dorm rooms of Mississippi. And so I'm so overwhelmed by that. Originally, um, Bradley was, you remember Amber Smith from Say It Southern. So originally, Bradley was going to room with Amber's daughter, Bolton, at Ole Miss. But then she started having some second thoughts about is Ole Miss. Wait, wait, you have to pause for a second. Your daughter's name is Bradley, and her daughter's name is Bolton. What yeah. Name. So Bradley was named after my grandmother. She was Geneva Bradley, and Bolton is named after um, after Amber's mother. I think her maiden name is Bolton. So they're both really cool family names. You don't I- always get some cool family names, but all three of my children are family names. I love little boys' names or street names or last names for little girls. They're so cute. Yeah. So, and we call her Brad. I mean, no one really at school calls her Brad, but her dad and I do. It's just the easy thing. But originally, Bolton and Brad were going to room together. And Bradley, she's still undecided right now. And so, but I was, when that was the case, I was like, Amber, I'll just give you my money and you decorate because I don't know how to like do the old Miss thing. And Amber went to old Miss, like she understands the culture and how all of this works. But gosh, I mean, we're getting into the point right now where we're supposed to be getting reps and stuff for sororities. I'm like, I, I don't know how to do this stuff. Can somebody just do it for me? And the fact of the matter is there is somebody who can do it for you. There are people you like pay for this. Remember yep. the girl recruitment ready that was at Say It Southern. Layton Newberry, she's coming on the podcast, I think, next month. And yeah, yeah there's that. a whole business in this because there are moms like me who weren't sorority girls. And I'm like, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll do all I can do to help you. But yeah, Layton Newberry is the person to reach out to for rush help for sure. Going back to a little happy, it's just, I've got, um, I've got the girls, I'm on TikTok all the time trying to see what's trending and what's new and um, what people are, basically I'm staying up on pop culture. And if you're staying up on pop culture, you can pretty much figure out what the trends are. And so, and then these college girls, they like tell me what's going around, what their friends are buying and what's trending. And so it's just super helpful. And then of course, going to market and seeing all the new things and um, being able to be on the top of new products there. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I never, 
my dream was not to open up a gift boutique. It's not like I, I said when I was a little girl, I want to own a store one day. But I truly feel as though I'm exactly where I need to be in life. And I'm just having the best time and creating so many relationships. And I'm serving in my community. I'm on the board for our um, Five Points Association, which is where the shop is. And so I just feel as though I'm, I'm where I need to be. And never expected, I never expected to have a store in Five Points. I just didn't think that was a possibility. Well, I'm really excited for you. I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, I do this bit with all the guests and we talk about the paint colors in their home. Yeah. Or we can tell you the paint colors in your shop if you need to. Um, no, I no, we can do my home. So my home is all white. Um, I painted every wall the same color. It's Simply White by Benjamin Moore. Ceilings are painted different colors. So my Fun. ceilings that like color colors yeah so they're from the coastal collection um from sherwin williams so it's colors like um what was it it's watery and trade wind maybe i mean they're like the blues and the greens and everything i think there's one called like artichoke hearts or something <laughs> crazy <laughs> And maybe I did sea salt on one, but every ceiling in the house is painted a different color. The um, kitchen, it's all simply white, but then I repainted the cabinets and that I didn't, mm, I feel like that one is tawny beige, maybe by Sherwin-Williams. And I did, um, I did my bathroom cabinets in those colors as well. And then I did my bedroom walls, a lower iteration of that color. I basically took the paint chip and did it like too lower than what I did the cabinets. I'll tell you this, one of my jobs, um, before I had children, I was selling, I've always been in sales, I guess. I was selling custom furniture. It was with this company called Norwalk, the furniture idea. It was like a franchise of Norwalk Furniture. And one of my favorite things was I went and got one of the Benjamin Moore um, paint fans. And I carried that thing with me everywhere I went. I would go to clients' house and I would pull out that and I'd bring all of the fabrics and stuff. I was like, okay, and now we're going to paint the wall this color. And that's when I was young and I was so bold in my colors. And like I was, my house at that time was like all primary colors. My bedroom was, um, God, I think it was called Confederate Red actually from Benjamin Moore. I don't even know if they have Confederate Red anymore. I don't know. I hope not. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we canceled Dixie and Confederate. So I, that would be interesting to look back and see what they renamed oh. Benj that color. I should do, you and I should do um, a video on the paint colors that had inappropriate names. And Oh, now. that would, I think I still have my old Benjamin Moore paint fan. So I could go, totally go through it and tell you. But, but yeah, so my house, it looks color so much like I have a green um I have a green sofa in my den it's like one of those velvet tufted green sofas and then my wing chairs are like Schumacher um 
it's not Ming Dragon. It's the other one. Oh, shoot. What's... Mm. Anyways, so my wing chairs are basically like a Matilda Jane chair with five oh. different five different fabrics like peacock oh it was a peacock it was schumacher peacock and so and i did that like several different fabrics on all the panels and then i have like a hot pink rug in there so when you have color all over like your upholstery and things like that and i have colorful artwork and everything it just really worked best for my walls to be plain yeah it does i like you know, all the, I have a ton of creatives that come on the podcast and a lot of them do. They have white walls because they have these pops of color and they want to play a lot with patterns and it just helps them sing. It just helps. Yeah. Them talk. Okay. I think Benjamin Moore changed the name to Patriot Red. instead of. <laughs> I, I can't believe I even remembered the name of that paint color. I mean, that was the year 2001 that we, I got married in 2001. We bought our house. And I think that dining room was the first thing I painted. Well, the let me fact that I remember that. You cannot find that color. It, they have shut that down. So, well, least, it was a, it was a beautiful red, <laughs> but it's Patriot. It's called Patriot red now. Well, th that makes a lot more sense. It's yeah. crazy how things change, like the fact that we could call something Confederate red and not bat an eye at it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's all of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's stuff. all that. That's a whole other ball of wax. I so. know that I'm crunched because you have to get into the office and, and do some inventory, I think you said. Yes, I've got tons of boxes I need to go through. That's the thing. My favorite thing is to buy things. And so I, um, my not favorite thing to do is to put in inventory. <laughs> Interns, please. We have a job for you. They're all on spring break. I'm by myself this week. So. Oh, that's right. So you, you shouldn't have ordered and had all that stuff delivered today. Now you've got to do it. I know. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you, Faith, for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote or talk about? Well, we have... We have St. Patrick's Day coming up, but that's just like a thing in Columbia. It's a big festival and we have a ton, four stages, a ton of bands. We have a parade. I'm the parade judge. I'm super excited about that. I was going to have a float in the parade and just couldn't get myself together. Um, but then that's about it. I mean, I basically just do a day to day. I don't have big drops or pushes or anything if you want to see what's going on follow us on tiktok and instagram that's where all the magic happens yes what is the handle because it's a little happy underscore shop i think yeah. on a little happy was taken so it's a little happy underscore shop and <clears throat> and then i think tiktok is a little happy shop i'm not sure it's so cute i love the name and what is your website a little happy shop.com Okay, you guys, go support the, the small business, women-owned business, A Little Happy Shop. It's located in Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on with me today. Yeah, absolutely. This was fun. Thanks, Faith. Thank you.